How do people who have lost themselves, I mean, those who are really tired of living a life that the world has told them they should be living, finally start to find their own voice and live authentically? They listen in and take action towards discovering who they are originally, tuning in and following their true North Star to the life that they've always known has been calling them. It's your girl, Rafiat. But we're friends now, so you can call me Fifi or Rafi. That's cool. And welcome to FYFM. Follow your first mind podcast. And if you felt that way, then this podcast is for you. Let's jump into it. Hey, you. I hope you're having a great week so far. This episode was super deep for me and my sister. It was a really, really great episode. I really appreciated Rashida's honesty and transparency. That I actually decided to split this topic into two episodes. So please enjoy part one of Taking Responsibility. Hey you, welcome to FYFM, Follow Your First Mind podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and I am... Super excited to introduce Rashida Ahmed, my sister. But I'm super excited because I'm excited for the woman she's become. She's literally this person that I've been through so much with. But apart from that, our own journeys has been incredible. And she's become, I've seen her in front of my eyes, really just fully step into who she is in this season in her life. I'm excited for her walking in a sexual educator and intimacy coach. And I'm so excited for, you know, for what she's doing. So please introduce yourself. Oh, hello, hello. Um, I don't really see how I can follow that introduction. Yeah. That was phenomenal. So thank you for having me and thank you for sharing this opportunity with me. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm excited to get started. Yay. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wanted to, we came on here with a whole other plan. And I think what's important is our story right now. Part of Follow Your First Mind is understanding who you are. And we've been through some things to get to know who we are. Uh, And a really big part of that was understanding the part that narcissism and toxicity actually played in our life. And so, Rash, let's start with the first question, though. What does your intuition look and feel like? My intuition looks and feels like. Well, my intuition looks like me being integral. So me doing the thing or saying the things that resonate most closely with me. And that feels like sometimes a little pang in my tummy, you know, a nervousness, um, an overwhelming sensation of my understanding and my connection with myself and, you know, what I choose to believe is God, Mm. you know, and just how he's guiding me, how, you know, he's leading me, whatever path, whatever choices, whatever decisions, my intuition, there's like a peace, Mm. you know, there's a, there's a settling when I make a decision that is, I know backed Mm. from my intuition, there's a peace. There isn't much confusion. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I like that. What I want to ask you now kind of relates to why that peace is so important. We kind of dealt with a lot of narcissism and toxicity. And so 
what was that journey like for you coming into understanding what that piece is? You know, over time, you know, throughout life, we go through different um, experiences and we, uh, you know, have multiple different sort of interactions, whether that's with family, coworkers, romantic friendships, whatever. I didn't experience the peace that I felt prior in my life. I didn't feel that. And I'm sure there may have been moments mm, yeah. um, of, of contentment and joy. I'm not going to sit here and say that I had a horrible life. Not at all. Not That's not even true. But I think once you have experienced discontent within yourself, so it's different when you're outside, when the environment is discontent or when the environment is toxic. But when you experience toxicity inside of yourself, and when you then experience peace, hmm. there's a stark difference. Yeah. And you get to choose one over the other. Yeah. And you realize toxicity is a choice. Hmm. It's not. Come on. It's not. It's not what you have to live by. You don't have to live the way you that was was before. Hmm. The way in which how I operated, the belief systems that I had, the attitudes and ideas that I had. I don't have to choose them any longer if they don't bring me peace. Hmm. I can make the choice to do something different. And so I have made the choice to do differently because the peace is worth so much more. Yeah. Wow. So that peace that you're talking about, when did you realize that, oh, this is peace? When did I realize this peace? I realized this peace in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, no job. No prospects, no real hope. Just left a extremely abusive, toxic relationship. Moved locations, moved life, just complete, complete life shift, complete from <laughs> top to bottom. And there was a sense of, okay, this is the lowest I could be. Mm. This is the very bottom. And there was a peace. Hmm. There was a sense of, okay, now what are you going to do? Okay. Everything that you thought and believed has led you to this. Hmm. Wow. Your life up until this point has led you to this moment. Hmm. This despair, this unrest. Your life up until this point has led you to here. Hmm. And I just felt an overwhelming sense of relief. So relief, it sounds like you took responsibility. And so from that responsibility, you took relief? Yeah, there was mm. a relief of, oh, okay. Like, I get it. I get it now. Mm. I get it yeah, now. Yeah, I resonate with that. I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. And it's just like, it was like taking the biggest deep breath of your life. Mm. And really letting everything go like every burden every struggle every strife every issue you just dropped it i dropped it all because there was nothing left to carry there's nothing left to hold on to mm. i didn't have all the things all the stories that i had told myself that made me who i i was mm. were stripped away all mm. the labels that i had had attached to myself that I use to send, to quantify my worth or, mm. or, you know, who I am as a woman or who I am as a person 
those labels didn't exist anymore. Mm. So who are you now? And so there was a piece of like, oh, I get to tell myself who I am now. Mm. It was like a shedding of clothes, a shedding of skins. Yes, a shedding of skin, essentially. Mm. It was just letting, just, I think it was also like a surrender. And at the mm. time, I didn't realize that's what it was. Yes. I didn't know that's what it was, yeah. but it was a surrender. It was a complete surrendering of myself to what may be. I didn't know what may be. Wow. I still don't know what may be. Yeah. But I was willing to say, well, if I've been taking control up until this point and has led me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this point is a turning point mm-hmm. for me. So I feel like the peace that I'm experiencing is a surrendering and it's, it's, um, it's a complete letting go of control, Mm. letting go of the word I want to say is expectations, but that's not true because I still have expectations for myself, but my attitude towards expectations have changed. Okay. Um, And I can go into that more after, but the piece, it's, um, okay, for example, before I used to think that love was butterflies and the nervousness and the heart fluttering and it's drama. And, you know, if it's not a lot going on, mm. then it's not love. Mm. Whereas now I'm realizing that peace, when it's quiet, when it's still, that's love. Mm. The noise was not love Mm. because now I've been able to feel love in other areas of my life. And it's so, it's effortless. It's, Mm. uh, it's freeing, Mm. you know, there's no restrictions. I don't feel confined Mm. in, in, in any love that I now get to have now get to participate in because it's also, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice for me to be in, in, to interact in love with anyone. Mm. And that's, family or whoever, right? That's a choice you get to make. You choose to love people every day. And the love I now experience is is such a, it's a love that allows me to be me fully Hmm. in all of my meanness, you know, all of my good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatevs. It allows me to be that, all of that. Whereas the love I had experienced before that I thought was love because mm. it wasn't, mm-hmm. but what I was calling love before didn't allow me to do that. Didn't give me the freedom for that. Mm. And I had to recognize that, okay, I'm surrendering to this new feeling. Mm. I've now recognized this new feeling and I want this new feeling in all areas of my life. I mm. want this peace and stillness everywhere. So that means I have to surrender to this feeling when it comes to me. And when I feel it, when I don't feel that, I know that I have to also walk away from that Mm -hmm. or I have to change something or something needs to be done or, you know, it's an indicator for me now. It's like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to be. For me, when my peace is being disturbed, it's definitely an indicator for me as well that like something is off. I'm not in alignment at this moment for whatever reason. And so I think for people to understand the piece that we're talking about, I think you have to speak to what it felt like before the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's um to understand why it's why such it's so, a, absolutely a, a great uh no i can't even use great i want to use like a magnified feeling yeah because i think if you never because i'll be honest just like you i didn't experience peace after this year 2020 as well after leaving the partner that i was with after leaving the job when i when i finally understood peace i realized oh this is what was missing Yes, that's what it, that's exactly this how is it what feels. You missing. don't realize it until you actually get it. And I like you, I felt bad because I felt like I had a good childhood. And who am I to complain about my childhood? Not realizing the things that I did go through myself because I didn't know what it looked like prior to. I didn't have a label for it. Um, so if you can speak to that what it looks like prior to the piece sure i can i can speak to i can speak to the person that i was prior to the piece and then that's how i know now that i'm living in peace Mm -hmm. the person that i was prior to peace was a liar Mm -hmm. the person that i was prior to the peace was not integral in all times she wasn't Mm -hmm. she just wasn't she did things because she wanted to do them and who cares if it hurts people in the in the in the in you know in the long run Mm -hmm. um sometimes i gave a crap Sometimes I didn't, um, <laughs> just being real, you know, the yeah. person who I was, she had dietary issues. Mm. She had body shame issues. Mm. She used her sexuality in a way that was not healthy for her. Mm. Um, it was not liberating for her. Mm. Um, it was not empowering for her. Wow. Um, the person that I was, she wasn't the best version of who I know I could be. There was mm. shadows shadows of, of, you know, my goodness, but it wasn't there. And now when I step into who I am now, mm-hmm. when I'm experiencing the peace now, I realize how effortless it is to, to always move in integrity. Mm-hmm. It's effortless now to always tell the truth. It's mm-hmm. effortless now. It's not, it doesn't require anything. All of the, the, the work that I had to put in before to yeah. craft stories before <laughs> it's like, I now use that same energy to build a business. Yeah. And see, that's what that's what got me when I was going through my thing and I started to realize what I had been through. Because I was a person who I the person before I did walk in integrity, but I not always. And what bothered me is when I was doing things out of integrity with myself. So betraying myself with internal conflict. But what I realized what bothered me the most is that, oh. This person or these people, it took you so much effort to lie and manipulate me. That's what bothered me the most, right? It's like how, if you had just put that energy in also building your life, then we wouldn't have any issues that we're having now. But you put so much energy in making sure that I did not see my own light. Granted, I helped in the situation. But because I I like that that juxtaposition that um that truth anyways for me was a very hard pill to swallow when I did find my peace. Oh, absolutely. Right? Cuz I'm like, "Oh, so I participated in you manipulating me, but also you manipulated me." Like it was like a a twofold. Of course. Of course. Thing. Of course. Do you know how it's not easy for me to say that admit that I was a liar yeah but I have to because mm. I need to take responsibility mm. so I can have my peace there we go because if I don't take responsibility it will always be there hanging over my head mm. and I don't live in the shadow any longer 
I have nothing to hide. This is the peace. Peace means I have nothing, nothing to, to hide. hide. Got you. I got can be you. fully myself because I have nothing mm. to hide. Mm. This is the peace. Mm. When when 2020 happened and all of my life was shattered, <laughs> I had nothing to hide. Yeah. This is the surrendering. Mm. What is left to for me to hold on to? Mm. I had nothing to hold on to. All of the mm. things that I created that made me who I am. So the labels of, oh, I have this job and I have this house and I have this relationship and I have these. None of that fucking mattered anymore. Mm, true. None of it mattered. Yeah. It was all crumbled down to nothing. Yeah. So therefore, all of who I am, my good and my bad, are here for me to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to take responsibility. That's I was presented a choice. Yeah. To either accept yeah. myself fully or yeah. continue the path in which I was. Because yeah. the path I which was I was bef- working before would have never admitted that she doesn't tell the truth. <laughs> I'd have fought you <laughs> before, saying before telling the truth. <laughs> and That's I had real. to be presented with the... No, 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 girl. That's real. That's not integral. Mm. That is not who you are. That is mm. not what you know you, you can be. Mm. Where you want to go in life, that type of behavior cannot go with you. Not make it. Wow. So that's the truth, right? Because your integrity, as I believe, your intuition is trying to bring you to where you where you need to go, and so it doesn't want to make you a liar, but it needs to show you the things that's making the behavior that's making you a liar, that's right? It. Um, so then you can get an alignment and go towards. Whatever the thing is, in whatever your path. the goal is, whatever the I love next how, step is. Yeah, I love how you spoke about the the choice in the moments, and what comes to me is, yeah, at the beginning of twenty twenty, when I had to literally decide, am I, if I stay in this relationship, I can no longer complain about how he is treating me, but I also have to accept this is going to be my life, mm-hmm. right? Or I have to get up and do something. And I think sometimes I think sometimes that's the hardest part. It is. You're confronted with a choice and you don't want to make it. No, that is that's that is the hardest part. Hmm. That is it. We get these choices have have been presented to me long time. Many times. times. That's true. Multiple times. That's true. I have been in relationships where I was faced with Girl, you know you need to walk away, but what do you do? You justify, you accept mm. the excuses or whatever, you yeah. know, and yeah. you stay. You know, all the things. I have definitely been there. We've all been faced with choices in our lives. It could, yeah. it could be, you know, the choices to take one job over another or, yeah. you know, go to one school to, or another school, whatever. Whatever the situations are, these choices are presented to us throughout our lives countless times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we make the right one, sometimes we don't. But I think... The really big thing is when we are faced with these sort of monumental choices, mm. I would say it's at those moments when our intuition is really trying to speak to us mm. because our intuition will tell us it's been trying to tell us, but it's in those moments. If you allow yourself to listen to your intuition, mm. so whether that's praying, meditating, whatever. Even if it's just, there's a quiet stillness, a quiet, still voice that will let you know, girl, you know what you need to do. Come on. Mm. When you hear it, you act on it. 
Don't second guess it. Hmm. Don't, you know, speak it away. Act on it. Hmm. I think the scariest part is, it's the question is, well, what do I do now? Yeah, what's next? What's next? Hmm. Hey, you. I know you're enjoying the episode, but here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Fifi Glamour Beauty, specializing in 3D mink lashes, handmade, handmade, cruelty-free, and ethically sourced. Everyone deserves to experience quality products that makes them feel glamfident. We encourage confidence in oneself through a deeper understanding of faith, believing bigger than your fears, finding peace and purpose, and showing up as your glam self. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Fifi Glamour and use coupon code FYFM for 15% off. Now, let's get back to this episode. It's too juicy. You know, there's always a saying, oh, you know, it's better to stay with the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Actually, no. We used to say that a lot, eh? I used to say that all the time. Ooh, I forgot about that I one. I used to say that all the time. Actually, no. Yeah. I would much rather the one I don't. But that in connotation itself is just toxic in itself. You're Very. assuming that everybody is evil. Exactly. Exactly. So if you know that you're with a devil, why stay why with it? Why would you stay with it? That's crazy. I'm why just would remembering. you stay with it? Oof. Yeah, we used to say that a lot. All the time. Wow. And that, that, that type of thinking is what keeps you out of peace. Mm. That's, the, that's the exact sort of thinking that keeps you where you were all along. At least I know this devil. Because mm-hmm. wow. I don't know what I'm going to get out there. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. We don't know that's the beauty of it. We have no idea. It could be amazing. It could be worse. Who knows? But, but the, we have to be willing to take that risk and trust yeah. that things will work out for you in the end. Exactly. And when you do the work, right? When you do the work. Um, but I think right now, maybe let's talk to you because whoever you are who's listening right now, and I appreciate you, and we're not trying to condemn you into moving or you know making a decision in your life but i think let's talk about what that life really looks like what you might be feeling in this moment because sometimes i guess what i'm getting at here is in my life prior to 2020 i didn't know i was living an effed up life (laughs) you know what i mean i didn't know i was living a life i just felt at times i felt like something was off um, but as you say, life keeps going, right? So you just keep running with the wolves, um, and you're not sure. And so in our instances, it really came up in terms of our relationships. We realized it was in our family relationships. We realized, shoot, the head of our household was a very big proprietor of this in our lives. And so what did that girl feel that made her resort to being a liar, a person who didn't walk in integrity? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. because there's a reason like what I had to realize there's a reason why I acted that way in order to preserve myself and I had to work at forgiving myself for preserving myself in that way mm. right that allowed me to stay in those relationships because I was doing what I thought was best right right and I think what you're like what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing is I think it's understanding that the girl who behaved in that way those were just my behaviors that wasn't mm. who I was yes and I did those behaviors because I was seeking certain things so I was looking for approval I was looking for attention. I thought I needed to, I thought who I was truly hmm. would not be enough, hmm. would not be enough. So I need to be what I felt other people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I had to play a role that everyone else that I felt, okay, if this is this set of friends, this is the role that I have to play here. This is, you know, with my parents, this is the role that I have to play here. 
with my partners. This is a role I have to play here. I all I thought I needed to just be different people for different people mm. um, without just truly being myself. Mm. Um, and so in, in doing that, then you do things that are not in line with you. Yeah. And then that's where the lying and the, the uh, being not integral and just, you know, sort of not always doing things that are in your best interest. This is how it manifests. Mm. It's because I was looking for everything outside of myself without really true, re- truly realizing that I don't have to accept acceptance from anyone. I don't need to feel that I need to be worthy by anyone. I am mm-hmm. worthy all on my own. Mm-hmm. That also is a part of the peace package. Yeah. It's also a part of the whole thing. Once you really, re- really surrender to that peace, a part of it is knowing that, oh, I am good enough just because I opened my eyes in the morning. Period. Yeah. I didn't even say nothing yet. Mm. I haven't done anything, but because I am blessed to be on this earth in this point of time, I am worthy. Mm. Done. Straight up. End of the end of the sentence. Mm. So I think going back to thinking about, you know, if you are experiencing, you know, a life that feels not necessarily in tune with who you are, your interests, what you like to do, what you dream about doing, the things that bring you joy. Mm then that's a life maybe that you need to start to evaluate. Okay, how am I behaving in this? How am I contributing to this? Because I have to recognize that I am I am the person living my own life. There's nobody else living this life for me. Mm. So therefore, I have to take responsibility mm. for the things that have happened or things that I've, I, have, I have allowed or mm. uh, that I've done even because, yeah. you know, none of us here can, you know, can you say life always happens to you? No, you know, we have to take some sort of responsibility. And I think, you know, what comes to mind for me is just really, truly understanding that those things stemmed from various things that, that happened in my childhood and my adolescence and, you know, you know, as a young, as a young woman, and I behaved through those experiences. I behaved, my lenses was shaped from those experiences I allowed those experiences to shape how I moved and walked in the world. Mm. Whereas now I'm more in a space of those experiences have happened. Yes. I now take the lessons I've learned from said experiences, Mm. but I don't let, let those experiences shape how I think and feel anymore is I now get to decide how I want to think and feel about it, about a a certain position or certain decision or a certain idea. I now realize that I have to take some level of control about the things, about my behaviors. Mm. And so when you are choosing to walk in a path that allows you to be in peace, to be at peace, I should say, Mm. it's a choice. The peace, even in that, is a choice. I can get up today and go and behave toxic if I feel like it. The ability is always going to be there. Mm. It doesn't just stop. But... It's a choice. Mm. I choose to not respond to certain things. I choose to not engage in certain things. You choose. Let's talk about that. For you know, a it's, like it's what are those behaviors in your life mm-hmm. or that you've experienced um, that you would like consider pettiness. now to be toxic? Petty, pettiness, gossiping. Mm. You know, um, just not even something as small as you say you're five minutes away and you're really fifteen. Mm. That shit's not integral. Yeah. Say you're 15 minutes away, man. Like, it's mm. cool. No one's going to, like, vilify you. Yeah. But 
we've normalized even those small little behaviors. Mm. That's not okay. It's not right. It's not true. You are not really five minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So even in those, why even bother? (laughs) But you see, like it's those, even those small little things Mm. I no no longer do. Mm. If I am not there, I am not there. Because also I think if I'm being transparent, it was the inability for me to have to feel like I have safe enough to explain myself. Mm. I felt like, well, I could say no, but then I have to explain the no. And then the the no is going to make someone else feel mad. So I'm just going Mm. to say yes. And then, then I'll just, you know, get out of it somehow. (laughs) Then I'll come up with something. So there's, I guess where, what I want to talk about a little bit is that, that fear of someone else getting mad. Oh, that's a huge thing for me. hmm. That's that, 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 that one right there navigated almost everything I did. Yeah wanting to people please, wanting to make sure everyone was okay, making sure that everyone liked me. Now, I don't give a shit if you like me or not. I like me. So Mm. there's that. Mm. And I ain't for everybody. And I'm very okay for that because not everyone is for me either. That's true. I've made my peace with that. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's big. And so can you also talk, how have you seen narcissists use that people pleasing? Because I know as a coach, you get it a lot. And I think the reason why we get it a lot is because it's something that we had to, well, you had to really come through. Come through is not even the word. (laughs) Okay. The thing about narcissist personality disorder is it's a, it's a disorder. So these people, they use whoever as a supply. You are the supply. They don't have really any sort of empathy. They don't have, um, really any sort of sympathy or thought for another real person other than themselves. Mm. Is it a skill? I think so. I think it, it could be in varying, varying degrees. I, I definitely think so. I don't okay. think, I, yeah, I don't think it's all, it's all textbook. Yeah. You check off all the things on the box. No, I don't think so. Mm. I think some will possess certain things because also it's depending upon a personality. Right. Sure. And I feel that my own experiences with narcissism and, and how that has shaped, you know, my life I look at it as it has been eye-opening because when you are a people pleaser and when you are naturally a giver, and I say giver in quotations, you will attract those who take. Yeah. And narcissists are people who take. Yeah. It's a part of how they operate because Mm. they operate from a space of me, me only, Mm. me by any means. And so therefore, if, if there's two people in a relationship and one person is only thinking about themselves, <laughs> guess what? Mm. <laughs> you know, Both people are now only thinking of that person. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You know, mm. and I think, especially as a coach, this comes up a lot because when we don't know how to create boundaries for ourselves, mm. when we don't really know how much we are worth, mm. when wow. we don't really understand that, like at a fundamental <clears throat> level, you are easy pickings for a narcissist. Easy pickings. Yeah, that was a tough pill to swallow too. Absolutely. Mm. Because then we have to acknowledge that Oh, I didn't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't like myself. Oh, I didn't have self high self esteem. Oh, okay. For me, it was big self respect. I didn't respect myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
this is how it, it can be displayed. And narcissism is not just in romantic relationships. Oh, no. It is in family relationships. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is in workplace relationships. You know, it's it really can be manifested in platonic, you know, friendship yeah. relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to arm yourself, I would say, so to speak, against narcissists and, and, and narcissism and, and those kinds of behaviors, I really think the only true way you could arm yourself is by listening to your intuition. Mm. Come on. Because your intuition will tell you when this is wrong, when this is not right. People shouldn't treat you this way. People shouldn't talk to you that way. If this was love, this wouldn't happen this way. Your intuition will tell you. Wow. So just listen to it. Wow. And you'll stay clear of them. In any instance. In any. Every and any. Yeah. The wow. minute you have a vibe at that job, it's time to go. It's time to go. Wow. Your intuition is telling you what more evidence. You don't even need evidence. That's even. Even <laughs> that is looking for evidence yeah. is denying your intuition. It's yeah. as if you're denying what your gut what your truth is telling you. Yeah, it's not trusting yourself. So you're looking for someone, something else to 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 um validate to validate mm. what you already know to be true inside. Mm. You already know it to be true. Truly, if you want to heal from narcissism, maybe you've gotten out of it. You know, maybe you're in it. Maybe you recognize it in other areas in your life, or however. Listen to your intuition. What yeah. is your intuition telling you? Really and truly ask yourself, how do I really feel about this thing? Yeah. I think that was the hardest thing is asking myself how I felt. I never wanted to look at how I actually felt at all. I mean, I did everything to not look at myself to the point where I even stopped looking at myself in the mirror. When it got really, really bad, I did not want to look at myself in the mirror anymore. That's really how it, that's how it can manifest. That, those are the, how the behaviors can manifest. Yeah. Wow. That's big. That's really big because you're right. It, it manifests in my life. It manifests in every, not every single relationship, but it manifests in so many areas that, yeah, you're right. It was like a muscle. I'm not sure if we caught this, but <laughs> earlier Rashida was talking about how you're building a muscle that kind of allows you to start recognizing the behavior, start recognizing uh, the vibes you're picking up from these people for people with narcissistic disorder. Um, because toxicity. toxicity. Because I'm going to be honest, guys, I don't even think most of the most people who have narcissistic disorder, personality disorder, even know they have it themselves. No, they don't. So they're just operating. Yeah, they don't. Usually they don't. And I think too, the thing about like, I find that that, word has really become very like mainstream. Everybody talks yeah. about it. And it's not always. Some people are not narcissists. Some people are just toxic as hell. Yeah. Some people are just not really that great people. Like narcissism. <laughs> just jerks. <laughs> yeah. So narcissism is a different kind of like, these are people who really, really have an inability mm. to have empathy for anyone other than themselves. Mm. That's wow. a different kind of like, it's a totally different thing, mm. you know? And when you really 
<laughs> dealt with a narcissist. You know the difference between that and toxicity. Toxicity is just someone who ch- who's making some bad decisions every once in a while. And mm-hmm. maybe they're not the greatest person to you. Oh, okay, fine. You can cut them off, whatever. A narcissist will try to destroy you. This is yeah. a difference. This is a difference. <laughs> There's a stark difference. So I want to say that to just even preference. Like, I don't want people to think every person that treats them negative is now a narcissist. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That may not be true. They could just be toxic as hell. Mm-hmm. They could just, or not even toxic. They maybe they're just not right for you. Yeah. That could be that too. <laughs> That's true. You know, maybe you're the toxic one. Who knows? But what yeah. I'm, I want to just make it clear that not everybody we, we meet is going to be narcissist. They might mm-hmm. have a few of the tendencies, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they, they are a nice narcissist. So I just wanted to say that first. Cause I'm like, I don't want, sometimes I find like, like I find that it gets very, you mixed up mixed up yes yes yeah and i think i struggled with that at the beginning because Mm -hmm. when i first left my partner and i remember reading an article about narcissist narcissist behaviors and when i started checking off some of those boxes that they were saying i was like oh my gosh like this is what i've been dealing with Mm -hmm. and it was hard for me to understand what it was one but also, I think I kind of also like, was it that? Was it always that? Like, it was not always all bad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but and so, they're not always all bad either, right? So there's that. Yeah. And so I think it's good to point out that sometimes it is just toxic. But when it's a narcissistic behavior, the feeling comes up. And so when you were speaking just now, it made me think about the pattern in my life that just came the realization now is that a big part of this journey was losing my voice, losing my identity. And why? Because that was my trigger. When I met somebody who displayed the behaviors of a narcissist, that was my go-to. I shut down. Right. Because in our household, when we grew up, that anger that our followers sometimes displayed, that's what I did then as mm-hmm. a little girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I realized... Even with my partner, I would shut down like I'm a little girl. I would even say it. Like, I literally feel like when you're talking to me sometimes, I feel like I'm a little girl. Like, I literally just go back to being this little girl. That's literally and so, what happens. Literally. Yeah. And so now that I am in a space where I'm trying to heal from it, I'm recognizing, oh, okay, so that's one of the triggers. And that's one of my bodily responses to that. And mm-hmm. so I would urge you, if you are recognizing, if you think you're picking up on some of these behaviors, look at what the pattern is. With the people who maybe display those behaviors, yeah, right? And because how you and how do you interact with them? Exactly. Because for me, it was my boss, a couple bosses. It was my partner. It was a couple friends. It was some family members. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look back and I say, "Oh, mm-hmm. in each of these situations, what did I do? I shut down." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The response will always be the same. Mm. And that's how you're able to identify now, once you can look at patterns, that's the beauty. We all learn about patterns in school, right? And you can predict what's going to come next because if you know the pattern, mm. when you know the pattern sequence, yes. you can predict what's coming next. That's the beauty of the pattern, right? That's that's why it's that's why they teach it to kids in grade two because it's it's easy. You can get it. You, get, you know what the pattern is. You, you know the sequence. You can predict it till thy kingdom come because you, mm. it's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to change. Yeah. So when, if you know that to be true, mm. if you know that your pattern is, to become silent for me when dealing with narcissism and narcissistic kind of people is to be, I, 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 I don't speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't speak up for myself. And then in my inability to not speak up for myself, when I finally speak up for myself, either a, it's a blow up or two, I tell a story, I tell a lie because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get out of Whatever. the thing. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's my, that's my way mm-hmm. of dealing with it. I know this now to be true. I know this of myself. This is my pattern. 
over the years, I, I get mm. it. This is what I do. So that's how you became the liar. This is how. Mm. This is how. Because when I told truth, my truth was thrown back in my face. Oh, well, I am not telling the truth anymore then. Thank you very much. <laughs> Forget it. If this is a response to mm. truth, why would I do this thing? Yeah. This is silly. So it becomes a pattern. All right. So now, as I'm operating in a space of peace, mm. operating in a space of joy, if I feel myself slide mm. into a pattern of I'm not telling the full truth, oh, okay, now I get to reevaluate some things because I know my pattern, I do this kind of behavior when mm. I am confronted, when I am around, when I am, you know, intertwined with this type of negative, toxic kind of behavior. Mm. So then I have to know, okay, this is not of me. This is not who I am. Mm. This is not a space in which I want to be in anymore. What's happening? Who's around me? What conversations did I just have? Mm. Who did I just see? You know, what did I, what, what's, what's going on? Then it allows me to get myself off that track. Mm. Because the thing about the patterns that we know, it will continue to go on unless we do something about it. Yes. So if I understand this is how I operate in my space around people who trigger me to behave in a certain way, because the thing about, think about healing, it's all very relational. (laughs) Yes. So situational, it's situational (laughs) and it's relational. And the new parts of yourself that need to be healed are not activated until you get in, you, you interact with certain people. And there are sometimes you have to interact with people who don't bring out the greatest side of you for you to identify that this is not my good side. Mm. I don't like that kind of side of me. I don't like this kind of thing, this thought, this whatever. Mm. I don't like it. All right, cool. I don't like it, but it is who I am. Mm. How do I now do things differently? How, what story have I told myself why I behave in this way? Mm. Where is this coming from? Like ask yourself the hard questions, which is one of the most difficult thing to do. I get it. But that's what the healing is. Yeah. I really believe healing is asking yourself those questions and allowing yourself to receive the answer. I was going to say there, yeah, because it's allowing yourself the answer, right? So how did you come into giving yourself that grace? to be able to accept whatever the answer that comes up. What comes for me right now is what we used to, you guys used to like laugh and call my faith tree. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the faith tree. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this running joke that, uh, you know, a few of my time members have, have decided that I have a, a tree of faith and I just shake it and money comes down. And it's not true. I don't have a tree in my backyard that I can just shake and money comes. But I have faith. I have faith. I have faith that, things will always work out for me in some way, shape, or form. That Mm. is how I give myself grace, Mm. is me knowing, yo, I've been through some things. (laughs) I have gone through some things in my life (laughs) that really I should not be here for. (laughs) If it was up to me, if I was was the one in complete control, Mm. I would not still be here and tell the tale. Mm. So... Because of that, I can give myself grace because I understand if I'm leaning only on my understanding, I'm not going to get anywhere. Mm. So I give myself the grace because I can, I can know that I've given it up. I am, I've surrendered it to, to God. I surrendered it to my intuition. I understand that I have to just trust in this, but I'm going to also bl- blunder because I've been blundering. <laughs> I've been blundering. I've been making mistakes. So if we know that's going to happen, if we know what has happened, just like patterns, as you're saying, why do we think it's going to stop? Why do we think it's going to stop? 
I'm going to now all of a sudden never make a mistake. Wow. <laughs> if that's one thing I'm good at, it's making mistakes. <laughs> but what I wasn't great at was learning from them. Mm. Now I'm good at that. Now I'm good at learning from my mistakes. Wow. Now wow. the mistakes I learn don't derail me. They don't mm. take me off my course. They Come don't on. take me outside of myself. Okay. That was good. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so now moving from this space in your life, um, how do you apply this? Gratitude. Stay always in a spirit of gratitude. I'm always thankful. I'm always grateful. Even when I don't have, it feels like I don't have anything to be grateful for. I'm always thankful because I woke up today. Mm. That's enough. I could have $2 in my account. I woke up today. Right. Doesn't matter. Tomorrow I'll have money. I'm good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I woke up today. That is enough because there are days when I knew that may not even have been a possibility. Mm. Like for some people, it may not be that extreme. But in my life, there were days when I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next day. So guess what? I now move in a space of gratitude every single day. I think that's that is what it is, and I think that most people or a lot of people um, don't move from that space. They no. don't move from the space. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard because when well, how am I going to be grateful when my bills are not paid? Well, how am I going to be grateful when you know it's a pandemic and I lost my family members? I get it. I get it. I'm not even pretending. I'm not even saying that my life is perfect. It is not by any means, honey. <laughs> okay, listen. But that doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for even. I still can't find one thing to be grateful for. Yeah. Even when it seems like the world is crashing down, I still have one thing to be grateful for. Even that. Mm. Even that. And I think that's really the attitude that I choose to have every day. Mm. It is a choice. Yes. It is a choice. Doesn't mean I don't feel stressed. Doesn't mean I don't feel anxious. Doesn't mean I don't get nervous. Of course, I'm human. Of course, I have disappointments. I get hurt. Of course, I get sadness. Of all the things, I experience life still. Doesn't mean I don't still have gratitude. I can have all of those things and gratitude at the same time. Mm. It's not one or the other. I can have, it's an and situation. Mm. I can be stressed about my bills and still have gratitude that I have an ability to have bills in the first freaking place. (laughs) Because even that is a thing. Yeah, that's good. Even that is is a thing. I could be stressed about, man, I don't even know how I'm going to pay my rent. I have a place to rent. Right. Yeah. There's someone out there who doesn't have that, who will be wishing, wishing for the stress that I have. Yeah. So I understand that it's not easy to move from a space of gratitude. But if you find yourself well, thinking to yourself, well, what do I have? What do I have to be grateful for? The first thing I want you to think about is the fact that you're taking a breath at this very moment. That alone. Yeah. That alone is the reason why you should be grateful. And then we can add from there. That's true. That's always first on the list. The fact that I have breath in my body is great. Is enough for me to be grateful. You are here. Like really and truly. What is it? One in 47 million, uh, 47 million times the chance that you're here right now. That's crazy. In this time, in this moment, moment. I get to experience life now. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. I love what you just said there as well, that it's an and situation. I think it's important for people to understand that, yes, you can still have faith in 
the destination that God's going to pull out for you. He's going to do what he's going to do. Things will be all right. But it's okay to feel fear or feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. Hey, I know you're having fun. Let's keep the party going. Please subscribe at rafiatamid.ca to be the first to know when a new episode is released and for goodies like private invitations, giveaways, and so much more. If this episode made you think of someone, share it with them. Until next time, live life fearlessly.